Four siblings take a trip through a closet to a magical world of kings and queens where they encounter danger and their destiny. Welcome to the Walt Vault with Michelle, Andre, Louise, and me, Emily. We're a family-friendly podcast where we pick a new Disney movie each week. We watch it, share our thoughts, and then relate it to pop culture, fandoms, and anything else that pops into our heads. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to the Walt Vault, episode 66. What's up, guys? Sacey Sace. Can you see like, the Route 66 song, please? Um, Get your kicks. The best part was that Andre looked at me like you expect <laughs> me to know what that um, is. Oh boy, lyrics. Um, I don't know country <laughs> songs. Route um, 66. Yeah. Yes, I episode. I didn't mean those kind of roots. I <laughs> 66. Route 66. I missed that. I, I, I don't know. I like how Luis is saying no, but not into his microphone. <laughs> That's what he said, though. Typical. No. <laughs> Despicable. So, Luis actually picked our movie of the week. What did you pick, Lou? Oh, that's right. I finally <laughs> was able to pick a movie in about a year and a half of a podcast. It only took Whoa. you 66 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it was The Chronicles of Narnia. The Keep Lion, going. The Witch, and The Closet. <laughs> that's it. Yes. <laughs> 2005's The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe, a.k.a. the longest title uh, on earth, I think. This is a, very, this is a very long Crouching title. Tiger, Hidden Dragon was pretty long. That's only like six That's words. That's why four, they just um, they make bold and really big <laughs> Narnia, and the rest of the titles just like the tiniest print ever. You can't even read yeah, it. Yeah, on the poster. That's so true. That I just When I was a kid, I was like, yeah, we're going to go see Narnia. You know. Narnia. Narnia. <laughs> we're going to see the Narnia. Narnia. But no, it's, it's Chronicles. Um, <laughs> directed by it's Adam... Chronicles. Oh, directed by Andrew Adamson. I almost called him and Adam Adamson. the music Adamson. was produced by Dr. Dre. <laughs> hmm. It's the Chronicles. Can't confirm that. That's the Chronic. <laughs> <laughs> I did say it like Slightly that, Slightly different. <laughs> the uh, Chronic of Narnia. I think me and Lou are on the same wavelength today. <laughs> yeah. Because you're awake. What a concept. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> so yeah, this movie came out in 2005. Uh... Came out in 2005, which meant Harry Potter was still in theaters as well. So this was a competing Harry Potter fantasy movie. Yes. I remember that as a kid. Well, in fact, <laughs> um, this movie almost didn't get made. The the C.S. Lewis didn't want to sell the rights to the Chronicles of Narnia to for television and, and movies because he was like, nah, it's going to look dumb. You're going to put a man in a, in a minotaur suit or whatever and it's gonna look stupid well because didn't he say that like in the 50s yes right yes. so can you imagine what that would have looked like in the 50s yeah, I, agree I saw with him. the old in the Doctor 50s Who. this movie would have <laughs> not <laughs> been good no. No. I know what it looked like so yeah he didn't want any of that um, so I think the rights didn't get sold until the 90s when his estate finally saw like some test footage of like CGI animals mm-hmm. roaming around they were like alright CS would have approved of this so he wasn't as uh, bad as that one girl from Mary Poppins. Well, he died, so I don't, I don't oh. know. Yeah, no, it, no, he was already dead yeah. at that oh, point. Oh, okay. But he did leave the right. So, I mean, I, I think it was more like, I, it ain't happening while I'm alive, y'all. <laughs> right. Probably in his will and testament, too. Like. Yeah, probably. But, you know, uh, his estate, which I think was handled by one of his sons or grandsons or something like that, uh, they, they uh, gave approval after they saw how good it could look. 
in theory. Well, and also Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings coming out yeah. showed that a big epic fantasy movie could be a success. And honestly, I'm always down for fantasy movies. That's like my genre of choice. It's my book genre of choice. Those are things I like to see. So I will give my first impression that I loved this movie as a kid. I don't think I saw the rest of them. Like, I think I only saw this one. And I loved it as a kid. So I, I, I upon this viewing, I was honestly just looking for, is it still going to hold up or is this going to seem like non-magical to me? And first impression was that I, I feel like it held up pretty well. It did a good job. I very enjoyed it. Andre, first impression. Yeah, uh, agreed, basically. Like, I, 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 I had seen it when I was younger. And I think I enjoyed it. I, I, had, I, had read the, I had read the books, and I think I had seen, like, a, an old TV movie or something like that, too. But, uh, but I couldn't remember the plot or anything like that. And, and yeah, as Michelle said, it, it does hold up. It's, it's, a, it's a good story. It had good CGI. It, it was, there was good performances in it. I, I, was, I was thoroughly happy. All right. My first impression, I remember reading this book, like, in seventh grade. Yeah. And yeah, I think I did, too. Yeah, so I remember liking the book. A.R., yeah. AR points. <laughs> I AR points up the <laughs> one book, thirty points. You're done. <laughs> That's right. Boom. Why do you think yes. I was reading that Harry Potter oh, yeah. business? No, but seriously, read this. I remember enjoying it. I remember very specifically being confused about Turkish delight. So I'm very right. <laughs> can't wait to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I looked it up. Not excited about Turkish delight. Anywho, oh, interesting. <laughs> um, but I don't know if I watched the movie because. There was like a 15 minute segment that I remember and then nothing else do I remember. Right. Yeah. So maybe like maybe it was on clip. TV yeah. and I saw, like watched a little bit and mm-hmm. then they turned the channel or something. But I so this is brand new to me. Mm-hmm. Point being really liked it. I really liked it. I have major issues, but I really liked it. Right. Too. I have like one issue, but we'll get there. Luis, first impression upon this viewing. Growing up, I loved this movie as a child. I loved it more, I would say, as a child than I did this last time mm-hmm. I watched it. Uh, but I do want to give a shout-out to another person who is a big, involved in the big Narnia fandom, my mother. <laughs> my mother, no. you know, watched this movie plenty of time in English, and she loves Narnia. Hmm. Well, nice. you, have to, you have to explain why it's important that she's watching it in English. She doesn't know English. <laughs> she speaks <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> she only speaks Spanish, but she freaking but loves it. But she watches Narnia in English. Hmm, very she digs Aslan, I guess. Ashlan. Apparently, <laughs> she likes Aslan. 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 There's Why a street. Are you like that? There's a street. <laughs> there's a street in Fresno, uh, right by where I used to live, and it was Ashland. It was A S H L A N. And every time I pass it, I would go. <laughs> you make the me think of Aflac. <laughs> that too. So I guess Bird I of Narnia. I have a funny story about the Narnia? name. No, the name <laughs> Aslan. Aslan. There I was. I say it weird every time. A- As- Aslan. So we say it with a Z. Aslan. As Azog. Aslan. Aslan. Okay, I don't know, but I Aflac. remember when I was in middle school, we had a kid who came over from Turkey, and his name was Aslan, mm-hmm. and then we watched this movie, and so then he people just... That was like, your funny story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never heard the name Aslan before, and so then there was a lion named Aslan, and then there was Turkish Delights, and he was from Turkey, so <laughs> was, you know, it was just a big coinky-dink. <laughs> the melting pot that is the central belt. So Aslan <laughs> is a Turkish word meaning lion. There you go. So his name was Lion. Yes. Well, that makes sense. Boom. 
because mm-hmm. you know Aslan. he is a lion. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I al- he is a lion. <laughs> I know that that Aslan oh, is a lion. lion. Huh? Oh, that was, oh. A, that was a good pun, Louise. Oh. Lying about what he is. We obviously know all know uh. that Aslan is a lion, but <laughs> oh, it, what, what, what's Aslan again? <laughs> I missed that. Uh, a, lion. a lion. He's a lion. Okay, okay go, <laughs> Andre, take it away. <laughs> Hold on. Where were you going with that? It don't matter. We'll get to it. <laughs> no, she was just gonna say that the. the they t- they talk about Aslan throughout the movie a lot as he's like a human because he's a king. Well, they don't they don't necessarily say that, but they also yeah, don't say what he is. They didn't say what he is, and so I thought they were just going to be a lot more surprised when they saw him and he was a lion, but you know they weren't. Well, I yeah, mean, they really rolled oh, with you the mean the punches. kids just were like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. You mean the kids that have been hanging out with talking beavers the whole time aren't going to be surprised <laughs> yeah. that he's not human? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, it was only brought up like once that like, hey, that's an animal and it's speaking out loud. Yeah. Oh well. Then they well, yeah, they got away with it pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. They were well, I mean, they weren't that surprised that they went through a wardrobe either. They yeah. were just like Hey. Wow, hide and go seek is Trees cool. aren't supposed to be here. Boom. Right I guess past once the they coats. went into the forest, they're like, eh, whatever. Yeah. We'll go with it. <laughs> That's where some of these little issues come in. But let's take it back. We're in England. And there's a war going on. Which world, I didn't remember that it started. World, world War, war. Two. Yes. So they are getting bombed. <laughs> Luis just put a three in my face and I almost said World War Ridiculous. <laughs> so as we know, during this war, London a lot bullets. of them sent their children out to the countryside or, you know. Luis goes, <laughs> we're watching it. He goes, yeah, remember uh, bed knobs and broomsticks? Same thing. Yeah, same <laughs> thing. Actually, yeah. you're right. It is the same hey, um, um, thing. Um, um, Peter Pan. Oh. Yeah. What? Huh? Peter Pan 2. Oh, you never seen the second Peter Pan? No. It's the same thing. They're getting bombed in uh. London. Anyways. Which I got to wonder, there had to have been a government program that fixed all of this to happen because I can't just imagine you send your children off and wherever they end up, they end up. Oh, no. They like I mean, they people volunteer and stuff like that. You know, so. Okay. Anyways. Volunteered so yeah. they get <laughs> sent to <laughs> the countryside into a, a very giant house the coolest place they could possibly ever have gotten with sent. an old professor professor who owns the place and he apparently just lives there by himself with his maid um so we're introduced to the four kids so there's two girls and two boys two sons of eve and two daughters yes. i mean yeah two, da- two daughters of eve daughters of eve and sons of adam we got yeah that big boy peter we got <laughs> big, big girl peter. susan we got mm-hmm. Little girl Lucy, and we got Edmund the worst. <laughs> Edmund the worst. <laughs> Edmund, who I the big hate. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disagree with you there. Yes, not so even a little bit. Susan, I wish, and Peter are older, and they kind of try to look out for the others. But Edmund's like, I feel for him because I'm a middle child too. But he's also at that age where he's just kind of a jerk, you know. So that's his personality. He is. The epitome of pure evil. <laughs> Whoa. He was looking like, no, really, think about it. What child, unless they're absolutely pure evil, is just looking for something bad to do? So, like. He in, wrote on the. Never mind, we'll, we'll get to that. In the, in, the, in the very beginning, right, they're, 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 their house is basically getting bombed, right? And they're all rushing out of the house, and Edmund runs back in to grab a photo of his father, his father of their father. 
and they're like, Edmund, you idiot, what are you doing? But you know, in that in that one instance, I feel for him. It's like, oh man, he really misses his dad, and the whole war yeah. is happening to him as well as to and his that, dad. Yeah, and, and that's so. why he doesn't like Peter because Peter's the oldest, and so Peter gets to say, and he does it. You right. know, it's, it's a maturity so thing Edmund going on. Is acting out, but but I'm also not going to disagree with Luis. Like he's 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 not a he's not a great little kid. Uh, I mean, I don't really know how little he is. He's a preteen, I would say, but maybe he's, about twelve. Yeah. yeah. Like that pre-teenage. Really where it started getting the worst is where they're they're playing hide-and-seek in the house. And Lucy goes into the closet, a.k.a. the, the wardrobe. wardrobe. <laughs> which, as a kid, I really didn't understand what a wardrobe was. Because, like, we just had closets. And I didn't really know it was a place that you hung up all your coats and stuff I like that. It's a British closet. Yeah. I very vividly remember learning what mothballs were from the book. Because oh, in yeah. the book, she goes into the wardrobe and there's the distinct smell of mothballs. Like, what in the world is a mothball? Why are yeah, there mothballs in there? Yeah, we don't have mothballs. Because they, eat, <laughs> they eat the coats. Right. Well, well, and like the wood, yes. which we don't have either. Yeah, of. no. And we don't live in a place with coats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I got a jean jacket. Does that count? No. Get at it, mom. Fur coats. mothballs in my jean so jacket Lucy pocket. goes into Narnia. She backs up into the wardrobe and Narnia is cold and wintry and... The moment I realized that Edmund was the worst was when he, too, went in the wardrobe and saw Narnia. And then when Susan and Peter asked him about it, he was like, nah, she's just a little kid. She doesn't know what she's talking about. That was so... It, like, hit me in my core, too, because... Sometimes I love you, Nikki, if you're listening. But sometimes my older sister would lie about stuff like that too, and it like sucks because they're the oldest. The truth and and you're like, ugh, you know. Part of all you. that, Louise said that pretty much, um, you know, Edmund was pure evil, and Michelle agreed. So Nikki, pure evil, boom, pure girl. Evil. She won't you, disagree. She won't disagree. But you know what? Me and me and Nikki <laughs> have the same birthday, so yeah. we'll just we'll be evil together. Yeah. Which, by the way. <laughs> Is what? on March twenty. <laughs> what? <laughs> it is on. Well, I think this Her episode <laughs> has premiered right after. Yes. Your point birth- Happy birthday, Emily. Hey, Happy thanks. birthday, and Nikki. Nikki. And Nikki. Happy birthday, Olivia. <laughs> so, oh, and Olivia. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Guys, by the way, we're joined by a new podcast baby. She's just swinging in her swing. She hangs out. FYI, She's we very, had a baby. Very fresh. <laughs> very new baby. <laughs> two under two. <laughs> They're two for two. <laughs> in case you didn't know, we yeah. had a baby. <laughs> had a Her name's baby. Olivia. She's in the podcast Baby Swing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Swinging. The podcast toddler has been put to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> By our voices. <laughs> By our lovely shrieks. Okay. Yes. So the point so is Edmund's the worst. So um, he's evil because of that? And that that's you, you, like what you sparked forget, it. You forget the part where he's in cahoots with the evil witch. So okay, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. So he's evil for the second part, but not for that. Okay, let's. Okay, so let's we'll get pause there. For a we'll second? get there. Can we pause? I'm gonna just tell you my first problem with this movie mm-hmm. because we're gonna get stuck on it if we if we do our chronological thing. We can't do the chronological thing because my first problem mm-hmm. is that. Once they get into Narnia, the story slows down immensely. Sure. Because they go, have to go... Lucy has to get into Narnia three times mm-hmm. before all of them are there. Right. Yeah, that part is a little and slow. And holy mother of Pearl, <laughs> if it doesn't take a long time, which I get that that's how it happened in the book, but cinematically... <gasps> yeah. Like, come on, let's Yeah, they, they could have just been better at hide-and-seek. We would have had a 
done in one. You right. Know? That, and that would have totally been fine. Like the kids are off in another corner of Narnia and she goes and sees Tumnus and then they all go find Tumnus right. or yes. something. Something like Mr. that. Mr. Um, Tumnus. But this is one of my, this is the part where I'm like, ah, because it, it slows down so much that all the whimsy kind of gets like lost out of it for like sure. a good 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. You know I'm not I mean? going to disagree with you. And even I remember like, being more scared of the white witch like yes she's like evil like we'll we'll get to her because she's pretty great character but all of that whimsy in the beginning yeah is lost really until they meet like they start they meet santa claus i think and then it kind of picks up again another problem (laughs) (laughs) okay they meet oslon and then it kind of picks up again so we can kind of skip that part the beavers are pretty sick, though. Yeah. The beavers and that poor little fox. So <laughs> Lucy comes in. She meets Mrs. Tumnus. Lucy Mr. goes Tumnus out. Mrs. Tumnus is a fawn. Lucy comes out. Lucy goes back in to see Mr. Tumnus. Edmund comes in, meets a dwarf that tries to kill him. Right. And the white witch. Edmund is... This is where... I need y'all to pause again. Do you know who the dwarf is? Who? He's the uh, the little person from uh, Charlie, <laughs> Charlie and the Chocolate, Chocolate Factory who played all really? of the Oompa Loompas. Yes. yes. <laughs> and Luis was like, no, that guy was Indian. I'm like, look at his he, face. He, it's the same guy. Yes, he is. Uh, hmm. His name is Kiran Shaw. Have you seen the new Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? The not, new mean Not the, the one? new the, one. The Johnny Depp one. Yes, the no, Johnny Depp no. one. It's th- my problem with that movie is that the Oompa Loompa is played all by the same guy. Yes. It's just like multiplied oh. a million times right. and it's that dude why so give jobs to 45 little people when we can give, give them all to one you know <laughs> so, so it was hilarious when he was playing the same character in this movie yeah <laughs> keep going so we're introduced to the white witch who is played by tilda, tilda. swinton aka dr the, strange person the ancient one in dr strange the ancient yeah. one. oh see i'm yes you're totally right mm-hmm. but the first thing i said is <laughs> I go, Peter. And Luis is like, Peter? I'm like, yeah, it's the girl who plays Peter. Peter? He's like, what What do you mean? And I was like, in Constantine. And (laughs) he's like, you mean Gabriel? Gabriel the angel. I'm like, oh, that's what I said, Peter. Peter. Oh, see, no, I was definitely like, she's the ancient one from Doctor Strange. Have you seen Constantine? Okay, well, she's like... She's a, she's an angel. She's, she's a good character. She's a good actress. She's a great okay? actress. She'd be I, playing some good characters. I like Tilda. All I know is when she was flinging her swords, I was like very reminded that she was the ancient one in Doctor Strange. Like she, her facial structure and everything is just made for fantasy movies, like in general. So I was very happy. Well, because she plays this like weirdly androgynous character, yes. even though she's usually like female, but yes. she's right. like. You can't. But I told Andre anyway. it's because Ooh. her eyebrows and her eyelashes are blonde too, and the way they did their her makeup, they just put like almost like eye gloss on her eyelids, and it made her look creepier, but still like feminine and pretty. And I was like kind of freaked out by her. Yeah. Oh yeah. But so the Kinda? white, <laughs> the white witch, kind of seduces Edmund and is like, "Here's some Turkish delight because I have this cool dropper thing that I can make whatever you want to eat out of," mm-hmm. and says, "Go back and bring." Your three other siblings. And then you will be king and they yeah. will be your servants. And he was all about And he that. was like, oh, yeah, let's like, do it. Like immediately. And, uh, Again, how is that not pure evil? 
Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Why do we have to wait till I I want to, to say it's a maturity thing because he's young and so it's mature to want to enslave your <laughs> your sibling. Like he doesn't even know what Narnia is. He's like, cool. I found a fake world. I can rule. He I gets there. The the White Queen and 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 her uh, minion dude <laughs> are the first people he meets. <laughs> right, and she she immediately gets him like without. Without yeah. Turkish uh, delight, without any hesitation, like let me get you something to drink. Boom, hot chocolate. Let me get you something to eat. I like Turkish delight. Uh, boom, <laughs> Turkish delight. And then she's like, "I have a whole room full of Turkish delight in my castle." He's like, "What?" No, it really <laughs> reminds me of like delights. Hansel and Gretel, and he like totally fell for it. Yes, yeah, he's an didn't idiot. You, didn't you read that story, stupid? <laughs> okay, right. Can I tell you before we go any farther what Turkish delight is? Yes, please. Yeah. It looked quite delicious. It looked great. It looks it like, like a bon. It looks bon like bun. a beignet with like a cream a cream filling or whatever. Right? That's not what it is. Oh. Are you ready? Because yeah. I looked it up and <laughs> an alternative name uh-huh. is locum. Okay. And Ew. Turkish Delight or locum is a family of confections based on a gel of starch and sugar. Premium varieties consist largely of chopped dates, pistachio, and mm. hazelnuts or walnuts bound by gel. Traditional varieties are often flavored with rose water, mastic, bergamot, orange, or lemon. So it kind of So looks it's like a date. Like it's like jello. It's jello. <laughs> it's nut date. jello. It's gelatinous. It's, it's almond jello <laughs> with, <laughs> with with powdered, powdered sugar, sugar on, on it. <laughs> no, so thanks. you want to know how much I don't want that? Uh. So much that you know what I, I didn't. Want a beignet though, I, didn't I think he's more evil for the fact that he likes Turkish delight. I didn't think I could think any less of Edmund until just now <laughs> that this is his favorite treat That's in the your world. Treat, bro. Could have asked gracious. for a Disneyland churros. Like you're from England. Get on it. Anything. <laughs> anything. Turkish delight. Well, gross. Anyways, now give me that gelatin. C.S. Lewis's favorite thing was <laughs> Turkish delight, or maybe his enemies. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually, the four of them end up in Narnia. First, they got to talk talk to the old professor and blah, blah, blah. Throw a baseball through a window. But they're all four <laughs> there. And so, um, why was I going to say Molly? Her name's Sally, right? No. The little girl? It's not Sally or Molly. <laughs> Lucy and Lucy. Lucy, thank you. Lucy wants, to, over here. Lucy wants to take them to go see Mr. Tumnus. But when they get to Mr. Tumnus's house, it's ransacked. Um, basically, Edmund turned Mr. Tumnus in because, you know, he's evil. Edmund just been a rat. He a snitch. <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there that he literally is the reason this whole story moves. And it's because he's ratting everybody out yes. the entire now, movie. Oh, the entire movie. To be movie. fair, Mr. Tumnus did some ratting himself in oh. the very beginning. He he lulled Lucy to sleep in a very creepy way. And then <laughs> and then he like called the cops on her. But then he helped her escape. Like, as yeah. soon as he made the decision, he's he went scared. Back on. Yeah, he he he, he made you know, a little scared. scared just like the other people in the forest. But they meet a beaver, Mr. Beaver. Oh yeah, not a badger. It's a beaver. Yeah, it's yeah, beaver. he's a beaver. His best, his best friend, friend was a badger, 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 but he died. Um, but so he died. <laughs> yeah, so he meets a beaver, and they go to the house, and the beaver. Mr. Beaver tells them the story about the prophecy, which I kind of needed more of. Like, I remember from the book, they actually, like, lay out the whole prophecy. But I like prophecies because I like Harry Potter and I like prophecies. So I wanted to, like, <laughs> I like. Pretty sure prophecies have been around for quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but the only place there's Potter. ever been a prophecy is in Harry Potter. <laughs> I just wanted I a longer to. prophecy. I get it. 
that they're supposed to come and end the war. It was really funny that it didn't rhyme. <laughs> yeah. But I needed, yeah. I needed like more backstory. Like even later on when they're talking about like the old magic and the way things are. The White Witch has this and Oslan has that. I needed more of that. So there's the deep magic. The yeah, sixth book in the Chronicles of Narnia sixth series. Book. The sixth book is a prequel to the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, which apparently people read first. Yes, yeah, so to uh, get all that so kind of backstory. Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe came out first, and then the other five books, and then the Magician's Nephew yes. came out as the sixth book. But then in subsequent editions, they put the Magician's Nephew first because to give all that backstory because it takes place chronologically first. And I like that. So in that book, the professor. Professor Kirk or whatever, he's a young kid and he discovers the way into Narnia and basically like builds the whole the whole universe. Because apparently Narnia is like a, an alternate universe in a bunch of alternate universes. And oh. uh, and this is one, so he, he helps like construct it. Aslan is constructed, uh the White Witch is constructed all together, and then that sets the course of events for the prophecy to begin. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't read it, so I that was just some, okay. some Wikipedia Oh, that was knowledge. helpful, though. Okay. But, yeah. I think I'll read it, because... I think I will, too. I was watching your hand go in circles, <laughs> and I think that you hypnotized <laughs> me while you were talking. Andre was making circles with his finger every time he said, and circular. that's what makes that happen, so, and but, circle. And but that's, that's him being there, the professor being there, is why humans are so important in Narnia's... Destiny and which is actually history. very helpful to know because I kept thinking in my in my head like why does it matter if there's humans right like there's no humans here exactly like what's what's the big deal it would have been nice to even have like a little tiny excerpt I swear it could have been a, a sentence that said there was once a human here who changed the course of our destiny right like something like something, that then yeah. I would have been like oh that oh, makes okay, more cool. sense because why are we talking about sons of Anna uh, Adam, I agree and, uh, I agree and daughters of Eve yeah exactly. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's basically the main crux of the prophecy is that the, the, the four kids, <laughs> two sons of Adam, two daughters of Eve will come and, uh, defeat the winter and, uh, become the kings and queens of Narnia once again. And we'll be sitting on some thrones, yes. y'all. Game of Thrones, man. <laughs> Boom. You win or you die. <laughs> Winter's coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, winter been here. <laughs> winter been here for a hundred years. <laughs> Stupid. Santa Claus. <laughs> because that's, oh that's my pretty god! Pretty much where we get to. Okay, the the queen, well, the 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 witch is off doing witchy things. She's after them. Edmund goes Edmund, to the castle. Edmund goes and finds her like she an deploys idiot. Deploys her wolves, which are mm. actually really cool henchmen. The wolves are like the smartest people in the, the cool, whole movie. <laughs> the coolest thing are the freaking wolves. They go, and this is where I want to give props to the movie makers. The CGI on these animals. Is super good. It's yes. very good. I mean, it's really good. Louis well, and, and you can tell they're going back and forth between like some real wolves and then it goes oh, to CGI. That's true. So, like, I could see that, but the CGI was still very yes. good. In the scene where the wolves are ransacking the beaver's house, most of the wolves are, are real. Are real. I would assume. Mm-hmm. All, almost almost real. all the wolves are real except for a couple of CGI ones in the background. 
except for their tails. All of their tails are CGI because the actual wolves that they hired for this movie, they were just having a grand old time and their tails were wagging. <laughs> so they had to they had to CGI their tails out to make them seem they more, too more happy, fierce. Having fun. <laughs> That's hilarious. Happy wolves yes, doing their happy, happy wolves. Wolf I like that. But yeah, the, the CG looks looks really good for, for a like 2005 when the, movie. when they're talking and stuff, yes. like I was not distracted. It and looks the fantastic. I, the reason I bring that up is the right now on Netflix they have the Mowgli movie. Yes. Oh yeah, and that other I jungle book. did not want to watch it, but Luis made me. <laughs> and long story short, the movie I actually really like the storyline in comparison to other Jungle Book renditions mm. that okay. we know. Um, the story was actually really good, but the CGI on these animals, like. The it's first, no at least the first 20 minutes, it took me so much time to adjust to the mm. fact that they looked like a CGI animal on a real mm. background. Gotcha. Yeah. So for this to be 2005 and that to have come out last year, it's yeah. kind of like, I, I just wanted to give them that yeah. like major, major, major props. Right. There's other problems with like the, the backgrounds and foregrounds in this movie. Sure. Um, but that is time period problems versus like yeah. just it's more it time period stuff well. and yeah. like even during the battle scene which is very good I, I thoroughly I enjoyed that, that. the animals don't look bad in there at all no. like yeah. it looks very believable yeah and there, there's a lot of moving parts uh, during that battle scene yes. and, it, and it all looks relatively which was good. my other thing about this movie like I know it's rated PG but it's like borderline pretty violent yeah there's some, oh, some, def- sure. some definite um, violence yes, going on in this definite violence so well, and they straight up say like multiple times like kill him right yeah like it's not like <laughs> like oh maybe you should maybe you should get him no right. it's like or you even straight like up need to kill 90s him. cartoons where they were like yeah. I'll destroy you yeah no, no it wasn't like that what? <laughs> a lot of this movie reminded me of Lord of the Rings too like all the minions are just making all the <laughs> all the weapons for battle oh my <laughs> I was like is this Lord of the Rings it was it. it I said that probably 20 times like, wow, yeah. this is Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. Yes. On a more child like kid friendly. And that's Absolutely. what I told Andre too. I said, this is a great Platform. fantasy movie to like introduce your kids to when they're getting of age yeah. to like be into that. You know for what I mean? Wrong. Like it's like a, definitely a good stepping stone movie. I might read the books. I, I'm off school for two weeks. I can do whatever I want. But um, <laughs> Michelle's pretending like she can go like on a like yeah, just go on a long vacation. <laughs> just gotta read some um, stuff. <laughs> but yeah, so apparently, like like Chronicles of Narnia is is, is a book series uh, that kind of sparked fantasy. Well, not necessarily. Like, I mean, mo- like Lord of the Rings came out way before way before this. Oh, it did. Yeah. Um, well, the movies. I mean, the books. Lord of the Rings came out. The books came out before Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, yeah. But it's good to know that. Um, C.S. Lewis and J.R. R. Token. Token. We're like friends, and yes. they were like writing buddies at mm-hmm. what, Oxford? I think so. They were writing butter- buddies. They were in the Inklings. Oh. The Inklings, yes. Uh, yes, they were They were homies, and they were they were creating big fantasy worlds uh, at a very and similar time. And neither of which together. liked each other's fantasy world, right, which is yeah. freaking And hilarious. most fantasy world stuff has very, very similar themes but and similar stuff. There are other book series that play almost directly off of Chronicles of Narnia. Really? Is that true? The one that I read was The, ma- the Magicians, which is a show on, um, I think, on sci-fi now. Hmm. But it's it's kind of like kind of like grown-up Harry Potter mixed with Chronicles of Narnia. Hmm. Like a guy goes to 
goes to Wizard College and then discovers this other world that he goes to by hopping into a tree and then he comes out and then there's these great animals that rule the kingdom and there's an evil witch that has decimated Oh, yeah, sounds about right. And all sounds that kind of stuff. like, yeah, they just capitalized. And then <laughs> the other one that I haven't read but I've heard is very good is called His Dark Materials, which I, I don't really know much about, but I read that that's hmm. also very similar hmm. to well, Chronicles of Narnia. Well, one of my favorite things about the White Witch is that I like her weapon, which I still quite don't understand where she harnesses her power from. Because oh, like the wand thing? We didn't get yeah. these prequel so things. She's got I thought she was turning them into ice at first, and then I realized like she's turning them into stone. stone. Well, uh, yeah, right? it's kind of like uh, but they are frozen stone. Dead. It's kind of weird. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not dead. I have a problem with her. Yeah. Okay. It's her dreads? No. Well, she actually had some. <laughs> she had like a cone I, in there I said, for sure. I said she looks like if Elsa had just never left her castle and got all ratty dready up in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I was going to say she has some sick hairstyles up in this. Like, Yeah, she, she switches she, it up a fair amount. Yeah, she working it. Throws but the ice crown in problem. there. Is she, I understand that her name isn't the White Witch and they're calling her the White Witch Correct. because it's snowy and all of that. But like she really is kind of like the elemental witch. Am I wrong? Because... It starts all, like, icy and stuff, and she's turning them into ice stone or whatever. Yeah. But then, like, once we get to, like, the sacrificial time, it's almost like she's, like, fire-y. And then, That's like, true. when they're on the battlefield, she's, like, earthy. Like, I don't know. Like, she's not, she literally is only white for the beginning. I'm not saying she has to be white the whole time, but like, yeah. Tell me, it wouldn't have been cool if she was like riding in on a chariot that had ice coming behind. Well, I think it. they were yeah. just saying that because it was like winter is like her thing. And then also, I mean, in the battle scene, a lot of her animals that are her minions are white. So like, she has polar bears, the white tigers, yeah. you know, white minotaurs. Yeah. Um, so in the books, her name is. J- it J- starts with the J. Jadis, Yadis, something like that. I think um, it's Jadis because they did say. It once. I think yeah, she I said Jadis. Yeah. So Jadis. So the name of the White Witch is Jadis, a French word meaning of old. Aslan explains that the witch practices the very deep old magic, but his magic is even older, from before the dawn of time, back in the Professor Kirk days hmm. and whatnot. But uh, yeah, so I guess she, she, she's not necessarily okay, so the winter like, witch. She, yeah, she's not snow witch. It was probably just like in the prophecy, like when she takes over, she's old be magic winter witch. for a hundred years, and then someone will come. You yeah, know. All right. who All prefers right. winter like for that. sure. So then they meet Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, the, the Emily. What's uh, I? I the didn't know the, the hell they meet Santa Claus for. The they didn't the need to meet Santa Claus, but I've I did not remember that as a kid. I thought they just met. Uh, Dude. So I vividly remember them getting their weapons. I did not remember that it was. <laughs> I did well, not remember it was Santa Claus. Santa. At they at never all. once said Santa Claus. No, they didn't. So as a kid, you probably. Uh, well, she did. She's all Santa. No, she didn't say the word I don't Santa. Think she, I think Uh-oh. I said Santa when he showed up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I did think they said like there was never. I thought there wasn't Christmas here, and that then it's is like what yes. they said. Yes. Yeah, so they talked about Christmas, not but happening. they never once said Santa. Mm. But it was freaking santa yeah that was santa saint nick narnia saint nick i'm so mad so he's a human right where he been at (laughs) was he frozen and he's not human he's magic i guess i guess all right (laughs) you know what i'm gonna read this first book and he's gonna be (laughs) one of the other main magical beings yeah (laughs) doing nothing at the north pole (laughs) 
next to Elsa's castle. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. 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 The good thing, though, Stupid. is at least he gives worthwhile gifts. Because yes. I swear to God, if he came out with a teddy bear, I was going to punch my TV. <laughs> yeah, I was like, so she's got that healing elixir thing that, like, Hermione had. Yeah, Lucy gets and some then, magic potion, some healing potion. <laughs> and then um, Susan gets some arrows because she's, like, the first Hunger Games mm, person. never miss. <laughs> 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 and then he gets, you know, sword in a... Peter gets the sword and shield. He's yeah, Gryffindor he, boy. No, I was going to say because he's like OG Prince Philip. You know, like, I don't sure. know. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Prince OG Philip. Prince Philip. Yeah, they, Prince got, they got very traditional um, fantasy weapons and for Edmund sure. Edmund gets nothing because he's the worst. <laughs> no, he got Turkish delight. I hate at the <laughs> end when they call him Edmund the Just. I'm like, no, he ain't. <laughs> I said the same thing. I was I, so mad. I was like, all of a sudden. Oh. All of a sudden, he's the Just. <laughs> or when Aslan, when he comes back and Aslan's like, it's in the past. We don't have to discuss it. And Andre was like, no, they need to talk about it. He needs to apologize. Yeah, like, they didn't even say, I'm sorry for betraying you and having wolves they sent after you. They know about familial problems. <laughs> They're like, we just want our brother back. I'm like, you guys right. could take him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> They're saying he was going to die. I was like, well, you messed up. We sir. didn't need you for this prophecy, Ed. I swear. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's also <laughs> like three is better than none. <laughs> and he's also super stupid because there's like this scene where they're on the river and the fox is like coming and trying to steer them away. And Edmund's just like, well, he said something about the stone. And I'm like, Edmund, the fox is ready dumb. to sacrifice him, sacrifice his own life to make sure that the witch doesn't get any information. And then Edmund just stomps all over it. And then the white witch. Takes and then they kill anyway. the fox anyway. <laughs> yeah. So Hold on, you guys didn't get the fact that Edmund was trying to save the fox. Yeah, he was. He was. So that was that was that was like his first good moment. Yeah. But 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 he's still dumb. It was fruitless. That wasn't. <laughs> that was fruitless. But I mean, he didn't know any better. Right. Yeah. It was just in that point. Sure. I know. It was just in his actions. Quote, (laughs) unquote. He was hoping to redeem himself so he could get some more Turkish delight. I also have to say that I think the worst moment of the witch was right there. Like after that happens, she kills the fox. She looks at Edmund. She smacks him across the face and he like kind of holds his face like, oh, and then she like gently puts her hand on him and it's like, it's okay. Choose your side. And I was like, oh, she's freaking creepy. Oh, yeah. Like she's got like multiple personality disorders. Well, it's funny, too, because I was reading um, like a an article that she ha- was commenting on for the witch itself. Mm-hmm. And I guess she was saying that her approach to playing this witch was to be as unpredictable as possible mm-hmm. because kids are most like unnerved by unpredictability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because she was saying that like she grew up with like watching um, what do you call it? Uh, Green Witch with yeah. the hat. Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I was going to say Wicked. <laughs> Green Witch that with the awesome. hat. <laughs> Green Witch with the hat. She was saying that like that didn't creep her out as a kid because uh, yeah. she, she's just pure evil. It was she was just evil mm-hmm. and it was like predictable to see her be evil yeah. or whatever yeah. and to cackle. Mm-hmm. But she was she was saying that it was it's more scary to her or as a kid to see a character that would go back and forth like almost, you know, who knows are they going to like right. be pissed off or are they going to like <laughs> freak out? At one point Edmund when he when he first ditches the the kids to go to the white castle he shows up and the White Queen's like, oh, you're here. Um, 
Ask, let me let me ask you a question. Are your sisters deaf? And he's like, no. He's um, like, and is your is your brother dumb beyond words? He's like, uh, well, I think he is, but I don't I don't, I don't think so. He's like, then why aren't they here? How come you didn't bring him? And she like smacks him. And is like, oh man, this lady is crazy. And you're <laughs> like, that was scary. Yeah, like, that's the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Right yeah, but she's such a good actress too that I was like, that was the perfect person. Oh for, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and her like like we were talking about, her face is so. But like, her voice is ethereal. You, you can't tell is she being compassionate or yeah. is she just being like straight up psycho. She's like, an otherworldly being. I'm pretty sure that she was around. <laughs> she, she brought a winter of a hundred years upon. <laughs> Tilda, you know when. She cray cray. Okay. She, she been around. Mm-hmm. She is the old. What is it? What is she called in Doctor Strange? The, old the ancient one. The ancient one. one. <laughs> she is the ancient one. All right. Exactly. She's hella good in that too. So yeah, these dreadlocks. Are fake. <laughs> yeah, so she really balled under there <laughs> with her sling ring. Okay. Once they find out oh, that they're at the stone table, they all end up there. So they go to the stone they table. The they stone meet Oslon, who is a lion. <laughs> when, <laughs> when 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 he came out of the when he came out of the, the thing tent. Uh, the tent, Andros all. Mufasa. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he was like running through the field, shut up. That's what he was doing the whole movie. <laughs> 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 At least you got the musical entertainment. <laughs> yeah, it Anyways, would have been funny if just one of the kids were like, and there's a lion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they d- it bugged me that they weren't like shocked. Yeah. Because if it was me, I, I literally would, you know me, I like to say, I just let things out of my mouth anyways but you? you know <laughs> i literally would have been like everybody's cheering and i'm like he's alive <laughs> <laughs> just michelle questioning things but well, it was funny because we're watching the movie and i mean the the joke of it is that he's uh, the entire movie poster anything you see with this movie right. is like yeah, it's a awesome. big old lion face right yeah. <laughs> so you got this huge old lion and well, then, it's like, called, you know, the lion, wha- the witch in the war. Right, yeah. Whatever. That's who. <laughs> and uh, totally, then it takes you like two hours to see that he's a yeah, lion. Yeah, you forget that there's a lion in this I'm movie. like, come on, and get to like, the lion. And like, Where's all, the lion? All, and then they kill him. All of the animals like revere him so much. He could have been anything. He could have been a bear. He could have been a bald eagle. He could have been like a like a horse or something like that. He could have been a unicorn that Peter was riding on. He could have been Philip. I didn't even know. <laughs> That Peter was riding a unicorn. <laughs> I didn't notice. Yeah, it at Peter first was either. riding a unicorn. I pointed like, it out. He's like, "Would you think that thing on his head was?" I'm like, "I didn't see didn't it. See it. it was a white horse." Yeah. When he's telling him things, and <laughs> he's like, he's like something steed, and he's like, "My name's Phil." <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, "Onward, horsey." He's like. My name's Philip. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) sorry. Uh, (laughs) That's just Edmund's own problem. I mean, Mm -hmm. if all the other animals talk, why wouldn't the horse talk? My name's Phil. (laughs) (laughs) Ridiculous. I have a name, Edmund. So (laughs) they get there and they go and save Edmund. And they were kind of like traitor at first. Like they were going, like that centaur was going to kill him, I guess. But, you know, they. Apparently, he just talked to Oslan, and it's in the past, and everything's all good, fine, and dandy. Which, in my head, seemed like it glazed over it too much. I'm like, it's not good, fine, and dandy. He messed up, you know. So, the White Witch comes and says, because of this deep magic, he's a traitor. Therefore, she gets his blood and gets to sacrifice him on the stone table. That's where I needed more of, like, the backstory magic, too. Like, okay, but... 
Right. So it's really interesting because this whole pretty much from this moment in the movie forward, I was getting so many biblical tones. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, yes. Okie dokie now. Well, and that's what this <laughs> are, book is. Right. Like, yeah. are we are we following the, the Bible? Like, what What is it? Yeah. Well, and here? I knew that. I, re- I remember that from reading it. Like, the teachers talked about how it has, like, biblical references and, like, stuff like that. Because it does. Right. <laughs> I was like, Aslan's Jesus now. Is he resurrected? I mean, well, they didn't the have to wait three days, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> At least overnight. <laughs> <laughs> they just needed the dawn. Right. Yeah. Boom. But it's interesting because so what she was saying was that either you're on one side or you're on the other. Like there's no two ways about it. So mm. if you um, traitor, trade if you trade trade side, you traitor if you if you betray betray. He went. He decided he wanted to be on Oslan's side, but since he was on her side before, therefore. He was a traitor to Oslan. Mm-hmm. Therefore, she gets the traitor and can kill him on the stone table. Yes. It was like a bit of a stretch to me. And then... Like, pretty much if you're... If if you betray Aslan, you're hers. Right. Pretty much But then you were trying getting. to rule the place and told him that he had to... Yeah, she, it was weird. It's all her Because you were a slippery snake, lady. Slippery oh, I'm a snake. snake. <laughs> I'm a snake. <laughs> I'm a snake. <laughs> so, because she's a snake... She goes in and makes a deal with Aslan. And very obviously... A life for a life. <laughs> very obviously it was an eye for an eye. And, and, yeah. I didn't, and this is where the CGI really came in. Because they were giving Aslan really sad face and sad eyes. And I didn't like that. Well, yeah. I mean, because he was, he was walking <laughs> I don't care about the humans dying. But you can't kill animals. Don't um, you know? Don't care. Don't care. Aslan, care. Don't care. Yeah. Apparently they did a lot of work with Aslan and making sure that he looked good. Like they gave him like oh, 5.2 yeah. million hair fibers for his mane and stuff like that. I think like I that. read some ridiculous statistic that it took like 10 hours to for like a frame. Render and yeah, all, all of that good Can stuff. Can you imagine? Sounds about right. That's why he wasn't in the movie very much. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Sorry, hey. Bro. Sorry, we can't put <laughs> we him can't in We can't show that Aslan until at least an hour so and 14 minutes they're in. all celebrating, thinking it's fine. And Aslan has to go to the stone table. And Lucy and... Susan. Susan. I almost said Sarah again. <laughs> they kind of walk him no, over. It was Molly. And Molly they, and they know Sally. something's going on. Also, Aslan is voiced by Liam, Liam Neeson, which is the best, <laughs> by the way. I was like, oh, it's Liam Neeson. Um, and it was, this is where I said the movie gets very violent and vivid, I think, even for a PG movie. Oh, yeah. Like, the I know it's PG. thing was extreme. But so I kept scary. telling Andre, like, this is borderline PG-13. Like, Aslan walks up to, the, like, the dark forest where the stone table is, and there are just the grossest creep- him. creatures yeah. around. Yeah, that vampire bat thing was, the bat is <laughs> freaky, and his body was moving a lot. <laughs> as, as creepy as this whole scene was... Man, the funniest part of this movie <laughs> happens here. <laughs> what? Let me just say it. You the know, elf, he's isn't walking it? walking in here. You know, he's like thinking, oh, I'm going to die. And all these creatures are so ugly, so grotesque. And all of a sudden, <laughs> her little minion's like, do you want some milk? <laughs> like, I kind of look at him and I'm like, the part of my language like because <laughs> he's treating him like a kitty like he's 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 emasculating him like he's not a big lion he's a kitty so no, he's like who you want to milk <laughs> but like l- just picture that, that entire scene without that 
Right. Not have made it's a just difference. Darkness and <laughs> not have made a difference. So it just seems to me like he's the, he was like that one wannabe cool like nerdy kid that hangs out with all these jocks and they only keep him around because he does their homework. <laughs> hey, baby, you, know? like, you gotta find a meme of this or something. Hey, you want some milk? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just type in milk. It made no sense to me. <laughs> I love how he just chimes in now. No sense. <laughs> the best part is that Louise looks at me while we're watching this and we both start laughing. And and I'm like, you know, that question is asked so many times in this household because, you know, I'm nursing this child. And, but in this movie, it is so weird. Well, uh, you get it. It's so because now, he's supposed to be a kitty. Well, well, so for like 10 different times today, I've asked Olivia, do you want some milk? <laughs> <laughs> you said it like that, too, because you saw the movie, huh? <laughs> so oh anywho, that's hilarious. It's too much. It's too much. Oops, I, I honestly don't remember the do you want some milk <laughs> thing until you guys just yeah, fixated on it. it so, too. you know, parent life right there. <laughs> you want some milk? No, nah, it was broke. it was awful. There, it had no purpose. <laughs> At all. Well, if you were nursing your kid while you were watching this movie, you would have said the same thing. I would have said the same thing, yes. But the point <laughs> is that this scene is like god-awful horrible. They tie him up, they beat him up, and then she's like gonna kind of kill him. And she's like, wait, shave him. Yeah, and I was like, come on, off. this yeah. is getting awful. But I get it's supposed to be like, you know, Jesus and the cross, and I get it. So, But for... I'm just saying the rating is PG, but it's like it scary. it's borderline because it freaked me out. Oh, I can only scary. imagine you take your like seven year old kid to the movies because it's no. a movie and they're like, Mom, what's going on? Well, I'm like, just saying, I was a very um, emotional kid and this would have like scarred me until I was like 17. Well, it did. My mom said that. I mean, it was 2005. So I was in middle school and I was bawling when Oslan died. So, you know, it's just. You, it's it's not very kid friendly in my yeah. opinion. And then from here on out, it's really not kid friendly because they kill Oslan, which is terrible because you literally see the light go out in his eyes, and I'm like, Jesus, I'm kind of crazy. Um, and then they like go over to him and have to cry by his body, and I was like, Ooh. and they stay there for a they hot stay there the, the whole night, entire night, the entire night. night. They fall they, asleep like on him. They missed the, the battle. <laughs> they had to they had to tell the trees that Oslan died. They had to tell the trees. They were very far away, you know, so. <laughs> Tell the truth. But then at this point, Peter, you know, they don't really want to do all this war thing, but because Oslan died, it, like, sparks a thing in them. And I remember vividly as a kid, every single time I would watch this movie where Peter just yells, Fanania! <laughs> like, with his sword. <laughs> Nobody else remembers that as a kid. That that stuck with me. Yeah, Emily's looking that. at me like, Well, crazy. I didn't watch it, so. Yeah. Oh, no. Awkward. Yeah, so they go to battle. <laughs> no, you want to know what's um, awkward? Do you want some <laughs> Don't say it like that. <laughs> Luis is dying laughing. So they, the reason I like the whole <laughs> battle scene is because I kind of get the full effect of like how many creatures are in this realm. So the this battle of the realm, five armies, no? Because yeah. I'm pretty yes. sure this movie was It's really for the like <laughs> just creatures that live in this realm. Yes. And so I'm also wondering then, is the white witch like a human? Because she's the only, like, quote-unquote humanoid person in Narnia. Yeah. You know? I'm not Like, I know she's a witch, but humans can be witches. You know what I mean? So. I'm not sure if, like, in The Magician's Nephew, if it's explained that she was born 
of Narnia when like all the magic started or if she like came in like with Professor Kirk or whatever as a kid and then turned into the White Witch later. I'm I'm not sure. I didn't I didn't yeah. read far enough. And into it's it. weird because I'm now I'm realizing it that I'm saying out loud, but I think I didn't like fully understand the effect that like Narnia is basically all animals and like fantasy creatures. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're the only humans, you know, so that's kind of crazy. But the battle scene is legit. Like it holds up to other yeah, I fantasy it was done very well. battle, battle scene was really scenes. Cool. Honestly, like it's 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 a great action set piece. The when the griffins start dropping the boulders, uh, yes. oh baby, yes. I, yeah, and they're Super, crunching on them too. I was very um, surprised at that. Like mm-hmm. when he he like Peter gives his charge, and here come the griffins, and here come the other birds. I was like, okay, yeah. we got strategies, mm-hmm. you little fourteen year old boy. <laughs> right, Good yeah, for you. I know that's what I kept saying the whole time. Like when when Peter and the White Witch are fighting each other. You can tell how much he's just a teenager because he's just swiping in the air he's, so he's much with his sword. sword. He like doesn't know how to fight, and she looks like a ninja, right? She's <laughs> like, <laughs> it has her little <laughs> sword thingy. So I was like, hey, let's be real, she should have gotten him dead. Real yeah, fast. She yeah, that's that's where some of this stuff was Chopped a stretch off some for me. And also, like, is weird to me that she doesn't really kill things; she just turns them to stone. But while she's turning them to stone, they become a stone in her castle, and they can be awakened. See, I'm not sure if that's true. I think no. I think you the, think Oslan's just magic. Well, no, I think that the ones that were in her castle were there from when she originally froze. Yeah, everything. no. When she originally created the White Winter, and then she added to it, like she put Tumnus in there. No, but she actually physically had him. That in was her my castle. impression. No, because she went fling on the centaur. And then it flashed to the castle because they were going to the castle, and it was that centaur. But I think it, I think it was a different centaur. No, because he went and he got all of those people from the battle, and then they came and they see. Were I was under the impression, like what Andre is saying, that like maybe it was a like the original battle. No, and she just froze them all because like, I didn't think because so. okay, so it, it cuts to the castle and you see the frozen centaur in there, but then when you cuts back to the battle, there's a frozen centaur on the battlefield like it didn't disappear and then you see a couple other times where she freezes something and then like breaks it on the battlefield there okay maybe i don't think it necessarily transports back so to do her you think that if it's broken it can't be resurrected yeah, right I that's what probably. i'm assuming because that uh, poor little fox just yeah. never came back mm-hmm. he toasty he did Man. yeah i like i wonder fox. about the badger that's still chilling that never got breathed on. Well, I think, you know, after the battle over, I think they kind of went around Narnia. Around Narnia breathing. Yeah, that's why he was walking well, on the beach And Lucy end. was using her little drops. Her drip, drip, drop. Oh, her drippity drops. Were drip, the drip, drip drops drop. working on the on the frozen ones? Yeah, she went oh, around. Okay. Oh, I thought it was only working well, on No, like she was the doing deadies. the wounded. Oh, right, right. The wounded. Okay, yeah. The wounded. Oh, so the deadies are just dead, though. Yeah, I think the deadies so are dead. So Edmund kind of redeems <laughs> himself during <laughs> this battle scene. <laughs> Uh, Peter tells him to fall back. Edmund doesn't want to fall back. He ends up getting stabbed by well, the White he, Witch. He sees the White Witch is about to attack Peter, right? And then um, <laughs> he runs up on her, destroys her ice wand. and Which then, is cool. And then she stabs him. So, yes. And she, got, and she stabs him good. Oh, yeah. She, she guts him like a fish. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's his big, big redemption moment where he... Attempts to take out the white the white witch. I mean, and he does a decent job. I mean, that's that was her number one like 
weapon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was her most most formidable weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's pretty cool with the sword. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> pretty, she's pretty cool with and the sword. And then the best is like, I didn't realize that they basically just had to kill the White Witch and it was over. So when Oslong comes back, he just chomps on her. <laughs> yeah, he makes a, <laughs> a beeline toward the White Witch and just bites her head off, I guess. I don't know. But uh, he kills, he he her, kills her, dude. He chomps on her because he kind of looks at her and her eyes are like pleading like, nah, and he's like, <laughs> Like okay, so you got chomped on. Yep, yeah, and then that's that. That's that. Battle's War's over. over. They you get some know the kingdoms. The most confusing part was that like Peter's looking at Aslan after she dies, mm-hmm. and there's like people rushing by them, super fast. Mm-hmm. And yes, he's like it is finished. Yeah, that was. And weird. I was like, are those supposed to be like the spirits or something? And I think it was supposed to be like an ethereal moment of like. There's all this chaos and like you can only hear him. Right, yeah. But it also felt like there was something going on. So it, I was, it was a weird. You know, I was like more focused on like these spirity things running by. I don't right. Know. Yeah, that was a weird shot. It was weird. Anyhow. So they get unnecessary. <laughs> I thought that there was like four kingdoms in this place, but I don't think there's four kingdoms. They just each get like a different part of the land. Yeah. Kind yeah. of. So like Peter the Magnificent gets he's the king of the sky. Of the north. Of the north, you know, the sky or whatever. So they kind of each get... Because the north is the sky, you <laughs> go, girl. They get a different part of the land. Yeah, but I they think. all rule Narnia, which is interesting to me because I thought Oslan was the king of Narnia, but he just bounces at the end. He's like, hey, you guys don't need me anymore. He's like Dumbledore hardcore. He's like, it yeah. takes way too much CGI time yeah. for me to be on screen. Bye. I'm going to be far away. He, he Dumbledore. <laughs> he was like, did my deed. Goodbye. <laughs> Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So you want to talk? Okay. I know there's more to the story because the most interesting thing, uh, the whole thing mm-hmm. happens like in two seconds. Yes. But I have a problem okay. with this movie. Yes. One of my major problems. The music... Mm. Oh. is not epic enough. What? There was like a total Latin song going on during <laughs> the battle scene. It's like, oh, 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 and I was like, oh, what's going that, on? <laughs> there's there's yeah. some epic, epic music. It but, wasn't uh, epic enough, though. Like, sure. I feel like for what? I thought it, the battle song was good. The music was done by Harry Gregson Williams, who you'll know from the score of Shrek, Shrek 2, yes. Shrek the 3rd. And Shrek Ever After. Well, I'll be honest. <laughs> Shrek's was more epic. Than that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was kind of reminiscent of that, but it didn't get quite as epic. This person, Harry Gregson Williams, is also going to be doing the music for the live-action Mulan. Oh. Yeah, so that's interesting. No. Well... I mean, we'll see. I mean, he might have gotten better since. Uh, it's it wasn't awful. Don't get me wrong. It was there was some really cool parts of the music, but I feel like there was like moments where it should have been like super dramatic, and right. it just was not hitting that Fell plateau. Why Andre was singing. Yeah, if you have to add your own music <laughs> in, it's pretty obvious that it's not good enough. <clears throat> yeah. I agree, because I mean, I think about most fantasy movies, like all fantasy movies have a score that you can like recite from memory. Like you can sing Harry Potter to someone or sing the score of Harry Potter and people will be like, do, 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 do. And people know, you know, Mm -hmm. well, same thing with like Lord of the Rings. Star Wars. Some people will be like. I don't even know. It's the it's the wizard thing. (laughs) Yeah. The dwarfs. Yeah. You just like. No. Uh, Lord of the Rings has a lot of like. Da, 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 
See? Even Indiana Jones. I mean, come on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you're right. I this think dude. we just named like four John Williams. John Williams. Properties. Everything. John <laughs> Williams. Johnny. Johnny boy. I love Williams. Yeah. Well, you know, it was, it was okay, though. And then the most interesting part of this whole movie happens right after this. Yeah, they the fact that they didn't go home and they just stayed. Oh, well, well I Weird. suppose. They they get crowned. Mm-hmm. They stay for years and years and years for and years, years and years. Yeah, they're like because they become young adults. I mean, yeah, they're probably in their late twenties, early thirties, yeah, maybe. maybe. Early 30s. I mm-hmm. think like late twenties, early thirties, and then Lucy seems like she's like eighteen, maybe now. You yep. Know? So they they grow up. Yeah. They they've been ruling Phillip the kingdom. Grows up too. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, he's poor old. Philip. <laughs> and they make their way back through the wardrobe, like having. But, but they act like they don't remember that that happened. They're like, what's this well, about the lamppost? And like, well, that's why I think that they're much older than that. I think it's been like a hundred years or yeah, something. yeah, like maybe they don't age as. Yeah, because yeah. like, why would they not remember the lamppost? Like, it didn't happen. Well, right. it, it's just weird to me that they didn't even can. Like, we don't get to see that really, but I guess that they were just like, "Cool, we're gonna stay here." Yeah, we got like, they king, didn't want to go back, and they just didn't like really care. I'm like, well, "What about your mom?" You know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So then, interestingly enough, they fall back through the wardrobe the other way, and they're instantly back as children. Like moments after they left. Moments after they left, yeah. having been chased through the house by what they thought was the housekeeper because they threw the ball through the window. Right, yeah. But it was really the, the professor. professor. And he's like, did you have a good time, basically? <laughs> and he's like, How'd you, how was it? You know. And so they try to tell him, and they try to get back through the wardrobe, but find out that they can't. Right. Like, yeah. Lu- you know, Lucy's trying to go back. And so he said that he's been trying to figure out how to do that as well. So that that's kind of interesting. Like, maybe I was going to say maybe you can only enter there and back one way. But they definitely went back and forth yeah. a couple times. But I think it was all, like, within a relative small amount of time. Yeah. So, you, I, know. you know, I find this to be uh, a very complete story. You know, it, it it tells the whole tale beginning to end, and it and it ends in a it's in a pretty good way. Yeah. But uh, th- yeah. I think that them going back to Narnia outside of a wardrobe is the only reason why I would want to watch a sequel. But I don't I don't think I ever did watch any of the sequels. I think I, I might watched have read the next one, but I don't really remember it. I did not see Prince Caspian. Louis said that one. he watched at least the second. Maybe Louis, did you watch the second and third one? I think I, I'm pretty sure I watched all of them. And he said that he liked the other ones better than this one. Mm. So Well, there was only three, and then they stopped. Yes. Well, they're talking about making the other ones. The I believe they're going oh. to be making um, of some sort. an Amazon series based off of the Chronicles. Oh, there you go. The Netflix series. Netflix. No, but they're talking about making the next movie. Oh, really? So many years later. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> what is up with sequels? And then, but they're making a Netflix um, thing that was announced in October. Oh, okay. Of this year, of last year. Yeah. So, I mean, so I'll watch it. There'll, there'll be more. Netflix All right. has been doing kind of just everything and, and been working it, like, hardcore, so I feel like it'll be good. Yeah. yeah. Especially with Disney Plus coming out soon. Netflix is trying to bust out a bunch of stuff. Right. All right. Let's talk money. What money you got um, for us? Yeah, so, uh, despite... Louise liking all three of them, and the second one's more than than this one. This one earned absolutely the most money out of out of all three of oh, them. Oh, I'm sure. Um, 
It had a budget of $180 million. It had a domestic gross of $291 million and an overall worldwide gross of $745 million. Wow. So it made, it made you know, near a billion, a billion bucks. Well, and am I, am I incorrect in saying, I feel like I read this somewhere, that this book, this specific book, was is like almost on every like version of a top ten bestseller yeah. of all time. It's it's, it's very uh, so, and I think because it can appeal to so many ages right. as well. So it's a revered story. Yeah. So when you have a story that good, like you assume that people are going to watch it. Plus, you add on the fantasy factor. Plus, oh, you yeah. add on the fact it was made by Disney, especially during that time period. Right. I feel like, I mean, if you mess it up, you mess it up. Obviously, but. Yeah. People are going to yeah. go watch it. Like I said, sure. I really liked it. I watched this mo- movie a bunch as a kid. Like, we owned it. Right. So, you know. Yeah. Good. The uh, the sequels, I believe the second one had a higher budget of like $225 million, but it only brought in like $400 million worldwide. And then the third one, I think they reduced the budget, but it still only made like $400 million. So that's probably why they did not continue yeah, with the series because they were yeah. seeing diminishing returns and whatnot. People were, you know, watching those final Harry Potter movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they got their their attention was was elsewhere. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a seventy six percent certified fresh, and the audience score is a sixty one percent. So uh, not too shabby. All right. Self, um, I believe people liked it at the time, and on IMDb, it has a six point nine out of ten. Okay. So, so yeah, generally, generally liked. It's a good movie. Yes. yes. Luis, what are you going to give this movie? I'm going to give it an 8.5. Mm-hmm. I liked that a lot more as a young child, but um, it wouldn't be a 10 for me just because I guess the, m- the the lore of it is lost to me as an adult. Mm-hmm. But as a child, I still remember really, really liking it. So 8.5. Interesting. Um, uh, I think I'm going to give it a 7.5. Uh, I liked it a lot. It's 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 well worth a watch for sure. Uh, I'd 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 watch it again. But there were there were some things that I that I didn't love. Like I think sometimes when the kids were just by themselves in scenes, the acting wasn't that strong. Like I felt that they were individually much stronger when they were paired with an adult, either with the Beavers or with the White Witch or with Aslan. Yeah, they I feel like Susan like barely says a word. Most yeah, of the time. yeah, Susan didn't do much for me. Susan didn't do much for the story. We could have had a three. <laughs> yeah, she, we could have had a three character. Lucy did the most for the story. Yeah, for real. Lucy well, no, don't worry. Edmund did quite a bit. Yeah, Edmund. he just did crap for the story. Yes, <laughs> Actually, Peter didn't do much either. He was just bossing people around. No, yeah. Peter didn't do much either. Just boss baby. Um, so yeah, boss baby. <laughs> we could have just had the good kid and the bad kid. It would have been fine. You only need two. Yeah. I'm gonna give this movie an eight. I think it's good. It holds up for me. I still think it's like a very, like like Emily said, it's a good story. Therefore, it can be made into a good movie type of thing. But it, it still had some whimsy to me. Yes, it was slow in parts and it wasn't like as cool as I thought it was when I was a kid. It's a little long. But too. I think it holds up pretty well. And it's like a good transitional movie into a fantasy world like i feel like if i have a 12 year old kid who's like 
kind of into fantasy stuff, I would show them this movie and then show them Harry Potter. You know, like yeah, I mean, have them read these and then Harry Potter, and then we'll get to the Lord of the Rings. Even even younger, like if if your kid can handle uh, a little bit of violence, I think that this could go well for like yeah. an eight or a ten year old. Now that was my that was my. I said I had one gripe with this movie, and it was just that I thought it was too violent for a PG movie. I was like, Lee. but yeah, eight out of ten. I think it's good, Emily. I think without the sacrifice scene i could it would have been like okay a kid of yeah. really any age watch that it. was sure. just what got to me yeah yeah but like we we're watching it and addy was in the room and me i kept like saying addy look at me because <laughs> hey, i was like don't look at i'm all really the, afraid of this vampire the creatures yeah and like, honestly i feel scared. like addy would have been like oh <laughs> yeah like they understand that kind of stuff oh yeah well and she was like watching aslan and she was like traumatize my baby um but yeah um i'm gonna give it a 7.5 i really enjoyed it um it was cool that it was my first time watching it and i didn't remember the story other than they went to narnia yeah that's that's Um, it narnia wardrobe lion witch (laughs) i know know those pieces (laughs) but that's probably the end of it Mm. um but no i enjoyed it um i really liked james mccarthy McAvoy, McAvoy, McAvoy yeah, Professor X, Professor Tumnus. <laughs> yeah, Professor Tumnus. <laughs> I'm just so overwhelmed by his acting because he plays like really good characters, no matter what the crazy character True. is, no matter what the genre. Can yeah. be a fawn, I guess. Seriously, so good. And he like cried a lot in this movie and yeah. didn't like annoy me. <laughs> I don't mean to be like sexist, but sometimes when men cry, it bothers me. Mm. But for some reason, he did like a really good job without being sappy. Yeah. Um. But anywho, um, you should watch a uh, Wanted with him and Angelina Jolie. Oh, that's yeah, Louis Tol. Oh no, I have seen that yeah, movie. That one's that one's very interesting. Oh yes, yes, yes. It's where they take uh, candle wax uh, baths. <laughs> yes, <laughs> to heal themselves. It's it's interesting. Mm. It's like a it's based off of a comic book actually. Mm. Yeah, I actually. But it's have, rated R. I've seen that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Pretty much everything I've seen him in, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But I I liked him in this movie. I liked I liked all the the adult actors were all good in yeah. this movie. Um. The only thing I would have liked to know is like, did they go back home to their mom at some point? <laughs> right. That would yeah. Have been really nice because it was at that kind of forever. heartbreaking that in the first five minutes. We're taken away from mommy. Yeah, t- taken away from mom, and then go into a back? magical world where you spend either twenty-five or a hundred and five years, you know, and then you go back, and then the war is still going on. They they th- they've only been there for like a week <laughs> at that house, maybe so, like three days. I don't even yeah, know. you know, yeah, only like a couple days. I think I haven't seen mom rem- or dad. In and forever. the first thing I thought to myself is, do they remember all thirty years in the wardrobe? And now they're like adults and kid bodies. Like that's really. I weird. was saying, no, like, I think they are. If I had to go through puberty again, I'd be so mad. I'm like, get me back in this wardrobe. Get goodbye, <laughs> professor. So mad. <laughs> Anywho, seven point five. It was really good. I would probably watch it again. Kind of interested in watching the sequels. I kind of am too. I, I was we'll thinking see. I might. I'm not saying it's going to be great, but I'm kind of interested just to know where the story goes. But right. I'm also one of those people, like, if I know there's multiple movies, I need the complete picture. Yeah. So, like, I just, for that reason, I'm like, ooh, yeah. let's watch them. You know, I, sounds I good. honestly just Truth. need to know how they get back to, to Narnia. Like, I'll start the second <laughs> What's one. What's the second one called? The second book? Second one is Prince Caspian. The well. third one is The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Oh no. my! I don't know. Boat. It's a little a boat, boat stuff. Yeah. They get there somehow. Mm-hmm. Next movie we are doing. Yes. Is another another <laughs> animal movie. 
We have another animal. But no lions. Tigers? No No. tigers. Only dogs. Maybe there's a cat in it. I think there's some cats. Oh, yeah, are they Siamese? Yeah, they are. We are, are Siamese. Yeah. We'll discuss that. Yes. Uh, next time, we will be talking about the <laughs> 1955 animated film Lady and the Tramp. Ooh, I'm excited. I haven't hey, seen this movie in forever. Doot and doot I like dogs. Dogs are cute. Especially when they're eating spaghetti together. That's all I remember. <laughs> and about I like <laughs> Bellinote. Well, I mean, I, that's the same. Yes. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. Yeah, I love the moon <laughs> and pizza. Mm. What? <laughs> Delicious. Yes. So um, our next episode like. is going to be Lady and the Tramp. We're pretty excited about it. Let yes. us know if you are. Yes, exactly. Leave uh, comments on the, the post and the Instagram on all the places. You can find us at the Walt Vault Pod on all of our social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, thank you if you've recently liked the uh, the page on, on Facebook. I saw that we got yes. a, a fair amount of, of new likes on there. Um, so leave comments. Let us know what you thought about the movie. Give us your, your rating and what you thought of how terrible Edmund was. Um, <laughs> Uh, or if you're not on social media, you can send an email to contact at the Walt Vault Pod uh, We'll read your message on the show. I love getting emails. I don't get them often. Send them to me. Um, you can find us on all of the podcast platforms. We are on YouTube, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. And now we are on Spotify. So if you listen on Spotify, give us a shout out uh, on social media. Let us know that you, that you found us there. Um, we thank you for, for following, subscribing, liking, reviewing. If you're on YouTube, smash that like button. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> I'm on a record. <laughs> Hit the notification bell so you know when we post new episodes. Um, we post new episodes every other Monday. Uh, you can also help us out by joining our Patreon. We are on patreon.com slash the Walt Vault. There you can get access to our after show, The Crack in the Vault. Uh, we get you, I post my notes. I've been playing uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 and posting gameplay videos of that and featuring all the, the Disney worlds. And if you sign up at the $5 or more level, we'll send you a gift in the mail. Isn't that fun? That's fun. All right, you guys, <laughs> thank you so much for being with us this week on The Walt Vault. That's it for now. We'll see you next time. The Vault is now closed. Closed.